WFOD starts now. Weirdo. Joined by my co-host, the king of pranks, the albino alligator, popcorn bitch, uh, the Duke of Denim, uh, let's see, Jaguar Impressive, Coach T. What am I missing, Travis? I know I'm missing one in there. Man of Spice? The Man of Spice, Mr. Travis Hulse is here. Pop, pop. And guys, joining us from the Shitty Song of the Week podcast, our good friend Teresa is here. Hello, Teresa. Hi, Mike. Hi, Travis. Hello. Thanks for having me. I'm glad I could fill in for the drunkard. Guys, coming up after the break, we are going to talk to a two-time national laughter champion. Uh, her name is Carla Brown. Uh, she does uh, laughter yoga. Travis, looking forward to talking to her. Uh, Carla Brown, she's going to be on the program. Uh, going to make us laugh, Travis. It's, it's fake laugh, though, right? Uh, I hope. I mean, you're faking right? It? I guess we'll find out. I, I don't know. Travis... I wanted to, you know, speaking, I think it's similar. Uh, our friend, uh, the wild naked man, Will Blunderfield, I was checking out some of his content. And, uh, uh, he has an interesting thing for stress relief. I guess that's going to be the theme of this episode, Travis, is stress relief. Oh, cool. Uh, I like that. Will Blunderfield, yeah, he, has, he has one. I have a couple clips for you guys. Uh, this Let is what he does. So every morning I do about 15 minutes of Scottish Gaelic, Scottish Gaelic. And I'm finding that it allows me to express myself more deeply from my nuts and to really express like my passion a lot more effectively than English ever could. There's a lot of sounds in Scottish Gaelic that we just don't have in English. For example, the loch ness sound. Travis. That's just clearing your throat, doesn't it? (laughs) Do some of that, Travis. uh, You know, it makes you feel better. You just... If we don't allow ourselves to express our anger, it builds up and it turns into dis-ease. So what I realize is that I'm far less angry when I spend a good 15, 20 minutes every morning speaking in my mother tongue because it allows me to express my truth. Sounds like that's his mother tongue. Where was this fucking guy born in North Carolina? (laughs) Mother tongues. Is this the guy who jerks off with his friends? Yeah, he suns his butthole, Travis. God damn it. I love Will Blunderfield. He's Why do great. you keep bringing this guy up on this show? I hate that Because he, he has interesting ideas, Travis. He wants to rub mushrooms with his bros. Uh, if you could just clear your throat a bunch, my mother tongue, and then jerk off with your buddies, <laughs> it's uh, expressing your seed all over your friend's fucking... God damn it. This fucking guy. See, I'm jealous that I can't participate in this. This sounds like an amazing bonding experience. You're rubbing it mushrooms is, with your bros? It is not something you'd be interested in. <laughs> there's like, probably I, there's, a lady equivalent, I would hope. Shucking clams? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or no, shucking oysters? <laughs> yeah, it's rubbing beans. 
Travis, uh, Teresa's here, and and I'll tell you what, I think I might have a little bit of beef with Teresa. You do? I, I thought we brought her on for her lady perspective. Well, yeah, certainly, but she was on Delvin's podcast a couple weeks Delvin ago. Delvin Cox? Delvin Cox. And I think that she's trying to, like, uh, uh, tarnish my name in the podcast community. <laughs> Because they they talked about me during this podcast. I, I have the actually I, I planned on sharing this with you a while ago because it, it really uh, grinded my gears. Listen, no, there's no bad press, Mike. This is Delvin asking her a question, and then she answers the question. <laughs> I get murdered. <laughs> like like let's do it like clue style. Yeah, pick who you okay. think murdered me. Who you think would try to find the murderer, and the three people would help him. So he asked. Teresa, like what podcaster would murder Delvin? And then who'd try to find the murderer? Yeah. And who and who would help hide the body? Yeah. Oh, well, I thought they would murder or hide the body. I thought they were helping the detective find out who did it. No, they were helping it was a poorly worded question. <laughs> Delvin. Oh, is it is it who would kill him and then who would try to find who killed him? Or is it who would kill yeah. him and who would help him? Yeah, this is who, this is Teresa's answer, who, Travis. I think it would be Mike who would kill you. I think so too. They both think that I would be the one that would kill <laughs> Delvin, Travis. Mike is a fucking puppy dog. He ain't killing anybody. Yeah, I know. What the fuck? <laughs> okay. Lot, listen, Mike's got a lot of rage, but he's not going to actually like put it into anything violent. Let let me explain my reasoning, which I did explain my reasoning. That it's, it's the quiet, calm ones. Exactly. He's he's good boy Mike. No, that, he's not. Know, do you listen to this like, show? Good boy. Yes, Mike's I do. Insane person. He loses his my, goddamn mind about the tops of soda cans that he thinks are too dirty to drink out of. Michael's a good boy, but that's the thing that he he's been a good boy for so long that finally he snaps over something just so ridiculous as somebody keeps using T.O. instead of T.O.O. or the wrong use of there. And he just he finally has enough. And Delvin was the last person to break that camel's back. And so that's where he goes. on. See, we need to do more behind the scenes because Mike is un, <laughs> an unhinged human being. Like he like the, he is so beyond the realm of things that a person should worry about or rage about. <laughs> Mike is always in a rage. <laughs> about the smallest things that a human occur like in like incurs per day. He's I need, like, I need to laugh. I went right? to the goddamn drive-in and they asked me twice <laughs> what my order was. And I told them, and then they read it back to me. Why are they reading it back to me? It's on the screen. <laughs> That's Mike. He's not a calm you, human. You know, being. you know what made me way happier though, Travis? Is who she thinks the detective is going to be that's going to solve the murder. You ready for this? You ready for this, Travis? Yeah, and please then play it. I think who would investigate it would, of course, have to be Jody. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jody's going to solve the murder, Travis? <laughs> no, I got Scott Free, baby. Jody's, Jody's too busy. Looking at Waffle House fight videos <laughs> and trying to learn more about black culture to seem like he's think, an empathetic to the cause. Teresa, you think Jody could catch me? Not no, I'm not saying chance. 
You're he saying he would try. You. Yes, <laughs> because he would be the first person like out the get go that would be like, hey, where's Delvin? That because they do shows bozo. together oh, all shit. the time. I need to insert myself into this African-American mystery. <laughs> <laughs> Scooby doo rag over here. <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah good luck jody (laughs) so yes essentially you would get away with it (laughs) he'd lose interest pretty quick (laughs) start tweeting he'd start retweeting louis gomez or something and be like ah fuck it (laughs) gotta go to skank fest So I didn't uh, say he would solve it. He would just be the one to get the ball rolling. <laughs> Travis, I got a pretty good hustle it watch. It is time for the hustle watch. These, uh, th- this lady at Wendy's, she made up a fake Wendy's employee. This- a former general manager. They made it very clear that she does not work there anymore of a Wendy's restaurant in Pennsylvania, who police said made up a fake employee so she could pocket their wages has been charged with theft by deception. Linda Johnson created a ghost employee named William Bright, we'll call him Billy, whom she clocked in and out at the outlet she managed in Lancaster, the Mannheim Township Police Department said last week. Billy was the best damn employee Wendy's ever seen. The best thing That's that ever happened. Never called out, genius. never came in late. He was up for a promotion till they found out he wasn't real. <laughs> That is genius. She just made up a fake employee, Travis. People get busted for embezzling a lot. Yeah. I have never heard of somebody who is in charge of hiring and firing, <laughs> creating an employee that they could pay themselves with their paycheck. That right. is genius. Just be like, oh, God, you know, we got busy. We had to hire an extra employee. And, yeah. and this Billy guy, he was the guy. And I'll tell you what. He's an exemplary employee. He shows up every day. We've never had a call in from Billy. He's actually putting in overtime 10 hours a week. <laughs> so we're paying him a lot more. Um, we'd like to give him a promotion so we can pay him more per hour. Uh, God damn, he's good. I thought you'd like I, that one, Travis. I love that so much. <laughs> Somebody from corporate comes in and it's like, who's this Billy guy that uh, if you've got a full house, all you need to do is point in the back being like, oh, yeah, he's busy in the he's back. Bu- right he, now. We can't. Yeah, he's yeah. At, at the fryer. We can't deal with yeah, it. We ran out of buns. We sent him down to the grocery store. To get- the most that amazing too. thing about that is as a manager, I think you're like supposed to monitor hours and things. So you just have to like crack the whip more on the people who are actually working for you and be like, listen, you're all you guys are also doing the work of Billy. <laughs> Who doesn't exist? <laughs> so we need you to move much faster. <laughs> they probably didn't even know this guy existed, right? Of course not. No, she's not gonna tell them because she'd have to share the cash with them. So she probably she's just like, we're gonna hire another employee because we need it. And then she's just like, current employees just need to work faster and harder so we can justify this extra these extra labor dollars that I'm paying to myself. <laughs> That's very smart. I like it. Well, I mean, she got she's caught, going, Travis. She's going to jail for a long yeah, time. Yeah, probably. It's illegal. Uh, theft by deception. What do you get for that? Yeah. <laughs> it's essentially just embezzling, yeah. right? Like, that's all it is. It's like, instead of stealing from the cash register, you're stealing from the payroll department. Travis, I got some crime. You want to do some crime? Teresa, you like crime, right? 
I do enjoy some crime. She's a woman. You probably watch a lot. Of, you watch a lot of Dateline. I bet you watch. No, Dateline? <laughs> I, I listen to the last podcast on the left. That's about yeah. the extent. No, of it. Right. So I was gonna say, sorry to generalize, ladies, but all of the ladies in my life love to watch <laughs> when women and wives get murdered. So oh I no, just, I, I paste that on to every woman that I meet. <laughs> Did you guys? I, I'm I'm creative enough. I can make my own scenarios. If there you be. go. <laughs> the people who were behind that internet thing a few years ago where the dress was blue and black or white and gold. Oh yes. Travis, you saw that, right? Yeah. A hundred percent. Okay. So that was like a argument about the mother-in-law or something that. Yeah. Just what, went and what did that last? That lasted like a week, right? Is right. the, is the, is the dress blue or gold? So they were on Ellen Travis. They were on Ellen and Ellen gave them a bunch of money. Of course. I, I have that if you want to. Please play it. Early, and we appreciate that so very much because I know everybody in the world wanted to talk to you. Um, so uh, we're going to send you to the all-inclusive Spice Island Beach Resort in Granada for a week with a private tour of the island, airfare from Expedia. <laughs> One more thing. <laughs> Our friends at Shutterfly want to help you get your life started together, so we want to give you a check for $10,000. Thank you what? So they started off getting ten grand from Ellen Travis. Man, what a happy story, right? Just an internet meme turned happy story, right? But then, do you, do you think they they started off with that internet fame and then they just ate at them that they couldn't replicate it? Like, yeah, like what's where do we go from here? Gonna be? Let's where go try go on more dresses, Travis. Can we do something else with colors, or is it dresses that made us famous? <sighs> Yeah, the guy, he tried to murder his wife. It's alleged that he tried to strangle her, threatened to kill her, and threatened her with a knife. Yeah, he... Yeah, so uh, attempted murder. Like, he's being charged with attempted murder of his wife, which is where this meme came from. Yeah. Um, and I just find all of this fascinating because we take these little things for granted, right? Like, these dumbass, shitty, stupid-ass, fucking <laughs> dumb memes pop up online, and we're like, oh, is the fucking dress, is it blue or is it gold? <laughs> I don't know. But then there's, what like, people think? behind it. Let me repel, uh, tweet it. Do what you think I see blue. <laughs> <laughs> she wore the dress on Ellen, Travis. It was <laughs> blue and black, just FYI. <laughs> <laughs> meme so that meme <laughs> and then there's fucking real people in there fucking attempted murderers Teresa what do you it's think like of that. Travis's new character I, I like it it's pretty good I I like Mr. Meme yeah yeah that's Mr. Mr. Meme. that's that's so, that's social media man that's a meme <laughs> social media man it's uh it's a new character I'm working on it's the uh epitome of uh, the collective consciousness of social media <laughs> just a bunch of dumb fucking drooling idiots trying to grasp onto whatever dumb shit they can repost and be like I also have opinion on this side how <laughs> oh, you see blue I see other color too. I'm workshopping it it's this is new <laughs> so don't judge me on it it's initial. I'll work on it offline. Travis, you know what you need? You need to laugh. You need to laugh, buddy. I do need to laugh. I tell you what. What we need to do. We need to take a break. We need to regroup. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Carla Brown. 
She is the uh, world laugh champion, Travis. Two years in a row, she was the national laugh champion. Is it Carla Brown or is it Carla Blue? (laughs) (laughs) Retweet. Guys, stick around. And now we check in on the voicemail of the Texas Rattlesnake, phone sex, Steve Austin. Oh, uh, hi, Steve. Um, sorry, uh, my church will my church will kill me if they find out I'm trying. I'm calling your line here, but um, I was just curious. You know, I'm a I'm a relatively reserved guy, and uh, I was curious if you take any calls uh, from gentlemen such as myself. You think you're safe from the Texas rattlesnake just because you got a pecker? Well, let me break it down for you. Stone Cold's got a donkey dick. What? He's gonna plow you with it. What? He's gonna spit in your mouth and call you a little fuckboy. I'll pour a broken skull IPA up my own ass and make you drink it like the thirsty cuck you are. And that's the bottom line. Do you have a kink that you'd like to explore? Call Steve at 636-487-HAND. Here is Mike with a quick update on the WFOD Hollywood Fantasy League. Ninja Turtles and the Meg 2 both open this week. They did all right with the Turtles putting up 43 million and the Meg putting up 30. That's the number one and number two picks in this season. So them coming out against each other the first weekend is pretty wild. Barbie made more than both of them, and it's been out a month. We've got totals for them both next week. Simple and free. Just you and me, W-F-O-D. Since 2011, you've watched 15 seasons, and from that, generated zero stars. From coast to coast, Contestants 13 years of age and older line up to be window dressing in an Adam Levine, Blake Shelton circle jerk with two other interchangeable has-beens. This season, our stale premise gets a makeover. It's the voice as you've never seen it before. Have I mentioned yet that you are watching The Voice? This season on The Voice, we've abandoned singers altogether in search of a new type of talent. Our celebrity judges are tasked with finding America's greatest Jack Nicholson impression. Hi, my name is Benny. I'm from the greater Philadelphia area. Doing Jack Nicholson impressions has always been a passion of mine, and I hope everyone likes it. Hey, what are you doing here? You should be out bird dogging chicks and banging beaver. That's uh, Jack Nicholson and the movie One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. You still got two out of three branches of the government working for you, and that ain't bad. 
That's Jack Nicholson in Mars Attacks. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? That's Jack Nicholson as the Joker in the movie Batman. Hey, Blake, you got a tongue that you want a mouth? Uh, yeah, I just needed a small crack of space to get a word in. I got a small crack of space for you. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. Once again, WFOD. Wheelbarrow full of dicks. Welcome back. Our guest tonight is the two-time national laughing champion. She is a certified laughter and grief yoga trainer. You can learn more about her services by going to livingfromjoy.com. Guys, Carla Brown is on the program. Carla, the best I can get from this is it's like a putting a positive spin on screaming into a pillow. Is that? <laughs> that is the best description. Is, it, is that? Do I kind of have it right? Like stress relief, releasing your demons. Yeah, that is so great. That is a great way to explain it. I've never thought of that one, but absolutely it is a stress release. It's a huge stress release. And it's not even like, oh, I got to do this and be this way and think this way so that I can feel better. The body just chemically responds when you're laughing. It just does it. Even if you're simulating it, if it's fake, it's still giving you those happy chemicals releasing. You're still getting more oxygen to your brain and body. You still feel better. Even if you're like, ah. <laughs> How did you get into this? Laughter yoga and the practice of laughter to meet stress and anxiety. It happened for me about 15 years ago. Um, I knew that I needed to laugh. I was living in a new state, in a new city. Uh, I didn't know anyone. I was having a really hard time. I was finding all the negative reasons why it wasn't working and I knew I had to be there. And I just felt myself going down and that was a familiar feeling and I didn't want to go there. Yeah. And so I turned on a radio program way back then. It was blog talk radio. Don't know if you remember that. Sure. And um and I found laughter yoga. I did a search for laughter and I found laughter yoga on a radio program. I did it for 10 minutes. My mind went crazy. What on earth is happening here? No, 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 no. We're never going to do this again. 10 minutes. My body was smiling. Yeah. I started talking to people I didn't know. I felt better. And that's one of the main reasons I stayed with it is because my body 
my body was like, I'm just going to keep doing this and you can just keep saying all these things, but I need to feel better. So it was like some, my body was taking me there, even though my mind had all kinds of judgments about it. Why don't you give a little backstory really quick? Uh, we got right into it. So yeah, right. So educate people on what Carla Travis, is. Travis, Carla yeah. is a two-time national laughing champion. Yes. Uh, she she <laughs> it was in competitive laughing, Travis, and she won. She's the best laugher out there you can't find a better one because she do you get a trophy for that carla do you have trophies you do. yes they're not, they're not in this room here but yes you get you get trophies now how do you get how do you get into competitive laughing like i understand the laughter yoga and stumbling upon it and being like hey this is changing my life how does the competitive laughing come into play yeah, it's a great question. So I'm not a competitive person, never have been. And one of my students uh, said to me back in 2022 springtime, hey, they're having this American Laughter Championship. You might you might think of running. And I thought, eh, okay, you know, I, I wasn't really being challenged. And I thought, okay, I'll try something different. And I surprisingly won. And then I went to the World Championship and, and you know, I had to get my bearings. I didn't know how what I was doing there. And yeah. so then I won a second time in the in the US. And then when I went to the worlds, I was prepared. And I so I won the world laughter championship. Oh, this you're year. a world laughter champion now. Okay, so you're a two-time national laughter champion and yes. a one-time yes. world champion. Well, and that's that's gotta be one of those things, right? Like that's that's a universal language, right? You don't have to speak the same language as all these people. Everybody laughs similarly. It's the same, it's the same kind of thing. Exactly. And that's why, in my opinion, it's so brilliant for connecting people, because if we can't be understood, we can't be misunderstood. Yeah. And there's still connection. And so when people are in a laughter session, we're connecting, we're playing, we're laughing together, we're feeling good. And there isn't any space for like getting into the head and discussing problems or issues or whatever. We're just laughing and bonding in positive ways. And it's a powerful practice because of that. Is there any countries that had really weird laughs? Travis said all the laughs were the same, but is there any that were a little different that were kind of? Oh, well, I mean, I think my uh, my colleague and competitor from the Netherlands, Marnix Boscher, he was he is sort of a <laughs> like a little bit like a seal. You know, he's, he's great. He's great. Um, you know, there's there was a lot of different laughs, you know, from Malaysia and uh, Iran and uh Uzbekistan, there was, he won the uh, most diabolical laughter. So oh. yeah, there was a lot of different types of laughter. So I guess they have distinct laughs, maybe not well, good, each, good laughs. All of us have distinct laughs, just like our thumbprint. Each one of us has our own way of laughing. It's like our signature. What is the percentage, Carla, of people that you find have annoying laughs, right? Like I think <laughs> the general populace is probably got certain types of laugh that are like uh, fingers on the chalkboard, right? Like, like you're not supposed to dissuade people from being happy and, and expressing that through laughter, but there's just certain types of people I can't be around that have certain types of laugh. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to happen. You know, it's going to happen. I mean, everybody has their laugh and I found if I resist it, then definitely I'm suffering. So I just take myself out of the room, <laughs> out of the space. <laughs> then there is like, as a laughter teacher and a laughter professional, I want to encourage people to laugh. And so for some people, like it's weird. It's we don't like hearing it. Maybe it's discordant, but perhaps for them, it feels liberating and helps them feel better fast. How often do you find yourself laughing at people's ridiculous laughing? 
<laughs> so I guess the the fake laughing becomes real laughing, Travis. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Well, and I mean, I know. I mean, like uh, she just did a really great impression of of her colleague in yeah. the competition. <laughs> you know, like do you, I mean, is you know, you gotta. I mean, there's a lot of there's funny laughs as well as irritating laughs. So yeah. So you know what what happens is you get to this place where you allow all of it to be a catalyst for your own laughter, and you you. You put feeling good above laughing at someone. This yeah. practice is not ever about laughing at someone. It's about cultivating unconditional laughter for the health benefits. So I'm not really ever laughing at anyone. Someone's laugh, although it might be irritating, I don't really feed that judgmental mind anymore. So I just, when they start laughing and it's irritating, then I'll allow myself to laugh because I use laughter as a way to release stress, to release anxiety, to release nervousness. So if it's like I'm feeling discomfort, I'm just like, <laughs> and what that's doing is it's releasing happy chemicals in my system yeah. that are just going to help me kind of just go with the flow, right? And not like get so anxious and upset about it. Yeah, damn it, Carla, you're a much better person than I am because <laughs> boy, boy, do I like to laugh at other people. <laughs> you're not the only one. I remember like you. <laughs> I, I was a little curious, like going back to how you said that you don't like to judge people like according to their laughs. Are you familiar with Seth Rogen's laugh? I have heard him before, but I guess I'm not familiar with his laugh. No. Okay. Cause I, I was just curious because like me personally, and I know it's kind of universal. Everybody hates his laugh. I <laughs> love Seth Rogen's oh, laugh. Warthog. Oh, I can't handle it. I can't handle it. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love, it's, it's, it's like, a, it's, it's the stoner laugh. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Car- Carla, how do we do it? Give us the elevator pitch here. Like how can we, yeah, the elevator pitch. Well, well, the first part of the elevator pitch is you have to be willing to participate and laugh because guess what? Laughter is happening in the body. It's not happening in the head. If right. you're running laughter through the head, you're not going to get the same experience as if you're in the body. So if you're willing to just move with me and laugh with me and just put your head aside for a moment, then I can show you. Okay. I, I, I look to the left like an idiot, Travis. She said head aside and I look to the left like <laughs> complete moron <laughs> i'm editing well, this part out travis no leave it in. Part you where i was an idiot <laughs> <laughs> oh, we haven't even started yet <laughs> i love it i love she it she's good travis she's a world champion yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's, she's good <laughs> <laughs> that is nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> so we're actually, I'm it's, just it's working. Doing a lot Travis, of- it's working. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She got in my head. <laughs> 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 yeah, you know, it's really, it's really a good thing. What I was doing, that's a lot of contagious laughter. That's right. a great time for someone else who's not laughing to judge the laughter, to feel uncomfortable around the laughter, to not participate, but be actively thinking and making judgments about it. Right. But when you're actually laughing with other people, your mind, I'll tell you, my mind for four years didn't stop saying, oh my God, this is the stupidest thing I've ever done. Why are we doing this? 
But my body experienced so much immediate relief that I just went with it, right? And so that's what it is, is the willingness to like do the physical practice of it, even when your mind is saying stuff to you. And that's exactly what happened, right? Like I, like you said, I felt uncomfortable for a second and then I had no choice but to laugh. And my brain is like, what the hell is happening right now? And you feel good, right, Travis? (laughs) Yeah, I feel pretty good. Yeah, and I'm laughing because I'm happy that you're feeling pretty good because <laughs> yeah. I know the difference it's made in my life. Listen, I came from anxiety attacks at five years old, right? I was dealing with intensely stressful situations as a child that no child should have to deal with. And when I got into my mid-30s, I just already had three stress-induced illnesses. I was overwhelmed. I was anxious all the time. And I knew that I wanted to feel better. So I made feeling better more important than what my mind thought about the problem about why we're doing yeah yeah which makes complete and utter sense right like so like my house i have a a 14 year old daughter and a 11 year old son right so like we're always running 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 so there's a lot of stress going on because there's just a lot of things happening but one of the best things you know when we're all just kind of sitting around and one of us says something ridiculous and the entire household can like break out into laughter for a few minutes is like it is like the ultimate stress relief, right? Like it's ultimate bonding experience is that what we can all kind of share in that joy together. Um, you know, it's not continuous, but when it does pop up, it's uh it's it's very welcome, right? Well, and you know, Travis, here's the thing. Um, so humans are hardwired for connection. And when we bond in positive ways with each other, and especially like if you have those times where you sit down, your body starts to get used to the interaction of positive bonding. What happens for each person is different, but in general, the more that you get together and plan a time and then you do fun things together and maybe laugh, or you just hang out and you tell a joke and laugh, then the body gets used to having those moments to feel really good. It's the same type of thing in a class or in with any habit that you do. Every morning you wake up, you brush your teeth, you do the things, right? Your body is now habitually patterned to do that. It's the same with laughter. And for me, when I laugh, my body gets this hit of dopamine and serotonin and oxytocin and positive endorphins. I get more oxygen in my brain and body. I feel better fast. And all of the stress that my mind's started freaking out about just goes away because there's a release. And so it's really important to create those times in our lives, whether you're laughing or just watching funny movies with people to just have times where you connect with yourself and each other in fun, silly, fun, happy ways. And it's a much more positive way to be communal and definitely much more healthy than a heroin den. Hundred uh, percent. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have chosen that one, but yeah, spot right on. <laughs> and here's the thing. Again, I want to use that word communal. That's exactly it. We're hardwired to connect. We need community. Many times we bond over negativity. That's the way we connect. We complain. We make things are a problem. We worry. We stress. We're afraid. That's releasing from your mind's perspective. It's it's like productive and we're talking through things and we're getting. But if you continue to cycle those same thoughts over and over, it's fine for your mind. But your body is receiving cortisol and adrenaline. Just 
releasing in the system and telling the body that there's a threat. So you're in a fight or flight response in your nervous system and the body can't maintain that long term. So you start to break down, like people get sick, they get overwhelmed, like all of these things are happening because of that, those levels of stress. So laughter it's a pattern interrupt. It's just like, <laughs> I hate it when this happens. <laughs> right. And then you let yourself just feel it through. Right. I'm, and you've just, you just pretty much explained the effects of social media on a certain generation. Yeah, right? It's an like anger tornado. All of those things. Anger, yeah. An anger tornado. Exactly. Just like shouting negativity into the ether and, and bonding over awful experiences or awful <laughs> thoughts. Right. But, but let's just be practical for a moment. Take Take all of the heady feeling, emotional stuff out of it, right? Just take it off the page. What's happening right there physiologically is your body is stressing out and then it's stressing out some more. And then I'll have a little more stress. Oh, I'll have some more stress. Sure. Give me some more stress. I'll have more stress. I'll take more stress. Let's have some more stress. But the body actually is like, but I can't actually take any more stress, right? So then we need coping strategies to help us to regulate our nervous system, like to help us just like freeze or like sleep or like be really high and be active. Like we need to get overstimulated or understimulated and just instead of just like, okay, I can't handle this right now. And then you just use some something like laughter to move it through instead of screaming at people. And, you know, it's, I don't know. I think it's a waste of energy when you start to learn like, oh, I'm going to choose someone else, something else. I'm just going to feel happy right now. Agreed. So if if well, your kid's giving you trouble, Teresa, you, you look him dead in his face and you just <laughs> laugh at him. Well, see, and I, I was just going to say that it's just, you know, I kind of want to see if I can incorporate this because I've got a four-year-old who's going on. 14 like he's a total four-year-old teenager and he's full of sass full of attitude and I kind of want to try this out and just be like okay let's just laugh because now like when he is being awesome he is the funniest silliest little guy and he has a very contagious happy laugh and it's just like I wonder if I can trick the anger emotions in him or, you know, his grumpy emotions into, okay, let's giggle, let's laugh. And I, I'm like totally inspired right now. <laughs> yeah. And I just want to say that this is the perfect time to do that with a four-year-old because they haven't quite gotten into the linear brain thinking yet. So he's mm -hmm. still really creative and feeling and emotional and all of that. And it's, He's, but he is building neural pathways. So the more that you can create interactions between you that are more positive in their bonding, the better. So let's just try some things that you could do, okay, with a four-year-old or with a 12-year-old or any kind. Any age person you could do this with the, the teens and the preteens, you know, they're a little bit like, oh, my God, you're so weird. <laughs> they care about what they look like and what what other people think. Like four year olds are just they want to engage. They want to play. They want to have fun. Mm -hmm. And they also want to be right. Right. They're developing their will. They yes. want. To be, all right. So. So, you know, I would do a laughter warm up um, with my students. And so I think we should do that here today. Mm. Not that you would do that with your kids, by the way, not that you would do that with your kids, but because kids are like, I don't want to do this. Maybe the four year old might, but, you know, not the teens and preteens. Right. So we could just I don't know if you could just do this with me right now. Ha 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 ha
There's a lot of hand motions going on. <laughs> In our bellies, it's having our chest. I guarantee you, my son will love this. I I know it already. But here's the, here's the clincher. All right. So what you want to do at the end is very good, very good, yay! Do it with me. Very good, very good, very, very, very good. good, yay! All right, now take that mind and put it aside. I know what it's saying. I've been there. All right, put it okay. aside and just take a moment. Okay. Your body wants to feel better. When it feels better and gets happy chemicals, it thinks more clearly. You can access your frontal lobe. You're more rational. Things are easier, right? So we want to lower our stress levels by just playing and being silly a lit, little bit in our right brain and not like think our way through every single thing. Okay, so I have a really good one for you for your, what's your child's name? Uh, Willem. Willem. Okay. So we're going to, we're going to pretend that we're with Willem and we're just going to laugh at ourselves because we made a mistake. All right. So we're just going to, we're just going to point to ourselves and we're going to begin to laugh. And what you're teaching that child right there is it's okay to make a mistake and you can okay. meet it instead of with judgment, you can meet it with laughter. So you're just going to, you're just going to do this. You just kind of like make it up. So it looks like this. You, you can join along. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> right all of a sudden what we're doing we're laughing laughing is forced breathing we're breathing we're breathing we're getting oxygen to our brain we feel better so learning to laugh at yourself another one is talking in gibberish right again we want to meet the problem we want to meet whatever's going on but we don't really always have the solution to the problem we can't we can't figure it out always in the moment right but we want to just like have a conversation this this might be really great for your kids so here we go so we're just going to go blah 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 See, and that's perfect because he loves nonsense words too. Like he's the king of making up nonsense words. There we so, go. Oh, this this is going to be fun. I'm excited. Exactly, that's, Carla. That's one of my favorite things to do. Actually, is like when I with my family, I pretend to speak Spanish. Yes, and it very very vaguely maybe kind of sounds like spanish but i do not at all speak spanish like it is el bathroomo is that what you're talking no, about i heard como in there i think como maybe it's something maybe i stumble maybe i stumble into something but uh, my wife 100% hates it, but my kids <laughs> typically will uh, will laugh at me. <laughs> yeah. And so it's that that right there is a power strategy, because when you're speaking gibberish, you're in your right brain. And typically the left brain, like our thinking mind, it wants to solve problems. 
And, you know, a lot of times we, we can't solve them in the moment and we can't fix something hard that someone's going through. We can't understand why someone had these actions or whatever, but you can do that, right? And you can play with it and you can do whatever with it. And then, you know, you can make a game out of it, like, you know, draw something, one like a heart or a leaf or something on a page and, oh, and the more that you laugh and the more that you play with it, here's like, take all that mental stuff off. Off, the body is receiving happy hormones, positive chemicals. So you are up leveling your body. It's going to feel better. You got more oxygen going in. So then actually when you need to have those conversations, you're more well-resourced. So for me, it's like a life skill. I have to be yeah. laughing as much as possible. The, the website, it's livingfromjoy.com, right? That's your site. That is my website, livingfromjoy.com. That's right. And is that where I should send people? Do yes. You, do you do the social media, Carla? My social media on it. I'm laughter joy coach on Instagram. And you can just find me at Carla H Brown on Facebook and on LinkedIn. Um, yeah, I'm out there and um, planning a trip on the fall for a world laughter and joy tour. So Ooh. I'm headed to Europe and India. It's time to spread that message, you know, get people laughing for no reason at all. <laughs> and, re and really, if, if, if anybody forgets any of that information, just search uh, laughter champion. You'll find her. <laughs> yes. No problem. I'm there. <laughs> Carla, man, this was a blast. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh I love it. I Carla, love it. it was... It was great talking to you. Hopefully we could do it. It was great something. talking with you guys also. Thank Thanks. you so much. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Thanks, Carla. Yeah. Be well. <laughs> Thank you guys. Bye-bye. <laughs> Travis, Holy I'll tell you what. Shit. Holy shit. <laughs> She's nuts. She's nuts. I but I I, I feel I, great, Travis. I, I do. Feel I feel great, and my eyes are like I'm buying what she's selling, Travis, because I feel I good. I feel like a million bucks. And honestly, she gave me a new parenting tactic. Just like I, his fucking I, I'm face. I know. I'm inspired. Like that was incredible. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed my, that said, a lot. My, my eyes are sopping wet. Like I've been <laughs> crying, laughing the entire time. That was nonsense, <laughs> and I understand it's nonsense, but. How awesome was that? <laughs> Do you think she's a nightmare at funerals? Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> she just goes around just, trying to cheer everybody up. Just, just like weird situations where Carla just breaks out she laughing, like slaps her chest and slaps her head, and goes, "Come on, guys, <laughs> come on!" On the top of the head, on the chest, on the belly. Yeah, <laughs> she's not wrong though. Uh, that. It did. The first time that she broke out in laughter made me feel very uncomfortable. Right. Uh, and immediately made me start laughing. Right. <laughs> and you feel good. Don't, I, I, am I the only one feeling it? Travis, no, I feel, I feel great. great. I, I feel great. great. I feel kind of loosey goosey after that. It's just like, this was great. Yeah. I might have to do this more often because I actually kind of have all of the endorphins and shit that I uh, used to feel like after I had like a nice workout when yeah. I used to exercise as a younger man. And all you did um, was giggle, Travis. You and all I did was laugh. Giggled giggle, like yeah. a little fool. Yeah. Maybe that's what she should start marketing this. If she, if she really wants to like 
take the message widespread. Uh, she should market it as like a a, a diet plan, right? Like, uh, if you uh, if you just laugh like thirty minutes a day ridiculously, <laughs> you'll probably burn a bunch of calories. When, when I heard Travis that that we uh, we had a world laughing champion available to us, I thought her laugh can't really be that good. You know, it's I pretty, was like. It's- it's, it's pretty, pretty good, good laugh. She's it's a pretty, pretty good, good laugh. It's a pretty good laugh. Well, she's so diverse too. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I bet her laugh isn't really that great. I, I was actually driving home laugh. today, knowing we were talking talking to the uh, world laughing champion, and I was like, it's probably a good laugh, but like, yeah. how? I mean, what could it actually be? Right? Like, how it's can just you a laugh. You gauge it, you know? How can uh, I- no? It's there's pitches to it. There's there's variations to it. That's it's it's pretty amazing. She's she was great. I would. 100% have her on again if we're ever feeling in a funk right. just to make us feel we're better. We're feeling in a <laughs> funk. Yeah. We're going to call Carla, Travis. Yeah. Carla, <laughs> hey, remember us? Uh, let's, make us laugh. Let's get laughing, would you? Livingfromjoy.com. Uh, I think she has a uh, 15-minute consultations where she'll probably just uh, laugh at you and get you going. I, I don't know what she does. But <laughs> laugh with you, Mike. Check remember, she doesn't like to laugh at you. That's right, right. Terms, I have a pick of the week. You're going to like What's your pick of the week? Uh, did, have you ever watched How To with John Wilson on HBO I Max? I have. Season three just started, Travis. And that fucking guy, I love that show. I don't know why, because like there's it, it's so strange. He just kind of films New York City and like piles of trash and then talks about them. But that show gets me, Travis. I really enjoy it. Uh, and the new season just started. So, yeah. How to with John Wilson season three. That's my pick of the week. Is that a weekly drop or did they drop everything? No, oh, no, it's weekly. Uh, okay. They're just a couple episodes in the new season. OK, sounds good. Teresa, Teresa, do you have what you would say is a pick of the week? Something you want the people to know about? I do. And it may be familiar to a lot of people, but I'm revisiting it. My pick of the week is going to be Discovery Plus's How It's Made. My son is now wondering about all all the marvels of the world. And so I figured, fuck it, I'm going to download this. He can watch How It's Made. And that show is incredible. I, I could sit and watch it for hours. And is that still is that still hosted by the the host of Double Dare? No, that was Mark uh, Summers. That was the candy show. How it's made is just where like they take like factory tours. Yeah. And like if you want to learn how like a wicker chair is made, they'll show you how a wicker chair is made or how a light bulb is made. So So nobody yeah. hosts that damn thing? They have a voiceover person, but he's nobody, not a like, guy though. He's just well, yeah, some dude. He's just a voice. Oh, all right. Try oh, yeah. right. the week. I'm crossing my discovery uh, documentary shows. Oh uh, yeah, Travis's pick the week this week is the sequel to the Kevin James and Lulu Wilson starring Becky. Oh, uh, the wrath of Becky. They need to make a uh, hundred so of those Becky movies. I could I watch set. They need to like, just film them back to back over and over again. <laughs> I know they're low budget. So like, and they film them in like 14 days, just crank those fuckers out because I'll tell you what this new, the wrath of Becky finds Becky after the the traumatic events of of the very first movie, she finds herself into the care of a, a, a nice woman, and then she crosses paths with like a Proud Boys uh, type group, um, and she needs to uh, essentially dispatch every member of the cell of this Proud Boys type group. 
It is so fucking good. It's so exciting. There's some like moments where you're like, God damn it. And then there's moments where you're cheering. She is so good at like, just like this sociopathic vengeance dispatcher (laughs) that I will watch Lulu Wilson kill any type of group left or right. Uh, (laughs) Give give them all to me. But yeah, make make a thousand Becky movies. Uh, The Wrath of Becky is now on VOD, I believe. I'm sure you can find it somewhere. But The Wrath of Becky is my pick of the week. Teresa, I should send people to shitty song of the week. You're uh, you're on that show now. Uh, yes, I I'm the official translator information hole and soon to be producer once I get my shit in the mail. Um, but yeah, go head over to shittysong.show. That's where you can vote on weekly episodes and you can see who all the former or the previous winners were. And if you love the show so much and you want more, then head over to patreon.com backslash SSOTW. And for $1 buck, you can sign up for that tier and you can get hours of entertainment or if you want to be a real glutton for punishment there's a five dollar shitbox tier and that's where you can get hours of entertainment including everybody's favorite person our interview with bo daddy harris oh bo daddy i love fucking bo daddy oh bo daddy is the best he he's a true gentleman i like did we talk to bo daddy no i i don't think i could travis i'd get starstruck Oh my God! I would See, and I didn't up. know. I didn't know he was coming. They surprised me and with that, and I was there, starstruck. Teresa? Oh my God! Jesus. Yeah. Oh, Daddy Harris. Oh my God. <laughs> he he's a charmer. Teresa, a why charmer. are you ordering equipment? Why don't you just call yourself the producer, like I call myself the producer, <laughs> and just let Mike do all the work? <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> I'm going to have a chat with them tomorrow. Yeah, think about that. <laughs> just call yourself a producer and don't actually produce shit. Just show up well, once a I, week. I, I call myself the, You're on the Zoom, Travis. That's true. I I did I did pay for the professional You're Zoom. the Zoom daddy. <laughs> I'm the Zoom daddy. <laughs> Beautiful. For listening to this installment of WFOD, our operation is 100% independent, so your support is appreciated. We don't advertise, so we rely on word of mouth. Please take a moment to tell a friend, share a link, leave a review, or any of the other things podcasts ask you to do. The music featured in this episode is by Carl Casey at White Bat Audio. Check him out at whitebataudio.com. You can contact us with comments or questions by phone at 636 Four eight seven hand, 
or by email at mike at wfodicks.com, travis at wfodicks.com, or drunk at wfodicks.com. Special thanks, as always, to our Patreon sponsors, Jim Chadman, Brian Kranz, Liquid Lozenge, Valerie Carpenter, Jay Adson, and Rabbit Poundings. If you want early access to episodes, you can support the show at patreon.com slash WFODicks. Our entire catalog can be found at WFODshow.com, or you can find our feed of the latest episodes on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, iHeart, or wherever else fine podcasts are found. Check us out on social media, WFOD Show on Twitter and Instagram, WFODicks on Facebook and YouTube. We will return next week, but really, we're never gone. Take care. There you is. Is that an ODB t-shirt? It is. I got it at Walmart, Travis. <laughs> they selling ODB's fucking welfare card t-shirts? At Walmart. Yeah, that's why I bought it. <laughs> I saw it at Walmart, and I was like, this is really funny that this is available at Walmart. I have to buy this. Yeah, that's amazing that Walmart would be selling ODB's yeah, and it's like that, it's like, welfare card. You probably can't see. It's like that, uh, that faded thing where it kind of looks crumpled up you know what i'm talking about i don't know what that's oh called. yeah i do know what you're saying i it's, don't know what it's, it's called. like retarded tie-dye right uh yeah, yeah. i like thought it was faded faded black shirt yeah <laughs>